Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Everybody's Least Favorite Podcast, or rather, Nobody's Favorite Podcast, uh, Annoying Question Boy, uh, with me, Annoying Question Boy. Um, today, uh, the title of this podcast is to be Why You and I Don't Understand American Politics. Um, today, we're going to talk about uh, the intentionality behind the confusion of uh, American governance, um, the separation due to that confusion, uh, where it has led us, and what it is that we as citizens, um, as well as working class people, um, need to do in order to uh, remove this form of governance from power and uh, replace it with a truer, more, I guess more better, is a great way to put it, uh, government system. Um, but of course, before we do that, we're going to roll the intro music. So let's do that. So like I said, today we're going to talk about why you and I do not understand American politics. Um, For most of you who listen to this, you obviously have some interest some way or another in American politics or in politics in general, or you're just a really good friend and you're listening to my podcast. Uh, All three uh, are good (laughs) in my eyes, and I appreciate all of you. I am of the belief that everyone within a civilized society should find interest uh, in politics, or even if they do not find interest, should be involved one way or another in politics. Because what politics really is within a society is the discourse between people groups within that society and how that translates to the power structure, the governing, and the society and culture itself, um, and what those things become. But first, let's start with the first, the first step, which is why you and I do not understand American politics. So, of course, we all know as American citizens how we came to be as a country. The Revolutionary War and the revolt against British rule within the colonies that led to America's colonies' independence and their own sovereign rule. Um, But what is important to note is that we stepped away from an imperialistic system and created a faux democracy modeled almost identically after the very system that we were trying to escape from. And this is not because we as Americans or we as the colonies um, found Britain to be evil or um, wrong even, but rather because we ourselves wanted to be Great Britain. Um, And I think that that is a common disconnect in American uh, understanding of history because we see ourselves, as everyone does, as the um, good guy in the story. 
um, that America would never stand for the awful things that Britain stood for, and that's why we declared our independence. But that's not the case. Um, if you look at history and the practices of this country's government versus the practices of the British government of that time, you will see that we are almost identical in the things that we do as a government as well as a country. The only difference is rather than being told to do it by Great Britain, we're doing it ourselves by our own means and uh, by our own prerogatives. Um, and this led to a confusion of what American politics really is. Um, so you had a government and a country that was founded by insurrection, by rioting and revolting, that wrote into the Constitution and their Declaration of Independence that there is importance in those things and that every uh, land-owning white male in this country has the right to continue doing those things and then created a government style and system that completely opposes any and all rioting, insurrection, and revolution against its existence. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The creators of our government in our country were some of the most intelligent or most confused people in the world because they made what they did to become a country demonized within that same country. And of course, if, if, if it was by design... It's intelligent because they got away with murder and have convinced an entire country that what they did was both the right thing to do for them, but the wrong thing to do for us. And that's a very confusing system to live under. But it also created much, much more confusion on the other side of the spectrum when it came to actual political discourse and government practices. So, I mean, if you look at our government system, you see basically just a clusterfuck of just shit happening. I mean, you have so many different layers of government. You have city government, state government, county government, um, countrywide government, and all of them are basically just spending their entire time in government arguing with the other person while also trying to convince you that the, the reason why they're arguing with the other person is why you should vote for them to continue arguing with the other person. Um, American politics, since probably the, the early stages of post-World War II America, have simply become a theatrical um, display. Most of our government practices since the post-World War II era have been all ceremonial and um, meaningless, really. I mean, you have a, a level of discourse that is just simply existent to convince American people that one side is smarter or better than the other, but ultimately it means nothing in the sense that there is nothing being done. Um, the Democrats who exist today 
are ceremonial Republicans. And the Republicans today are fascists. Um, and we'll get there, so I know that's a big F fascist word. And some of you who hear that might not quite understand what I mean by that, but we'll get there. Um, but this is intentional because the confusion that sits in from our lack of understanding as a common American person of our government system means that we cannot take control of that government system. If you do not understand how something operates, you cannot take control of that machine. You cannot even try to learn about that machine within our country because there's so many layers of confusion and there is an absolute lack of teaching and education about that government. I took a government and economics class in uh, college and even that taught more about the government styles of other countries than it did our very own country and really only touched on our country's government style in the sense of capitalism. And most of that was pro-capitalism. Um, and again, this is all intentional because you have to control the minds of the people within a country to remain in power if the way that you are governing is against what the people would want. Um, so because there's so many layers of government, you have two very common uh, happenings. One, you have a lack of understanding of roles of different government positions. Um, for example, if one of you can tell me what a local comptroller does, you now own my podcast. You can have it. You could just have it because I don't fucking know what the hell that means. Um, and most people don't, but it's a government position that's elected and obviously has some level of importance because people want to fucking be it. Um, and then because nobody fucking knows what half of the positions in government do or who half the people in government are, you have people, positions, and events that are so easily forgettable because they're so interchangeable um, on so many different levels and there's so much that happens every fucking day. American politics and really American understanding of politics is a constant cycle of forgetfulness. Like, basically the American philosophy is if we do enough bad shit, they're probably going to forget about it quick enough that we can continue doing bad shit. And there, that's been a very successful practice since the beginning of this country because, I mean, look where the fuck we are right now. Um, yeah, so you have confusion um, that is put in place to completely eradicate any and all chance that a mass uh, people would take control of the government. Now we can talk about the intentionality behind that. Um, you have a... Alright, let me back it up here. If you are to look at world history, that is, the entire Earth, and the history from the dawn of man to today, which I would call the land of the McChicken. Um, 
you see a constant and utter struggle between oppressed and a oppressor. Um, and this is the fundamental uh, key characteristic behind uh, what is coined as conflict theory and what Marx and many other philosophers and political thinkers of his time and before and since, well, sorry, not before and since, um, have discussed. And it is clear as day to see that what pushes the pendulum forward in a society is the constant battle between those two groups. Now, of course, that struggle is to grab at power. Um, and to grab at control of that struggle. For as long as history has been known to man, there has been a sort of mold of ruling class that has been able to remain in power. You have rich elite people um, who are, you know, born into power or born into environments in which they are easily able to gain power and then you have the same but opposite um, mold for the oppressed you have people who are born into an environment wherein their main concern is survival um, and existence rather than control um, and this is what keeps the oppressed oppressed and the oppressor the oppressor because the oppressor is born into a world where they need never or rarely have to struggle uh, to survive or rarely have to use a large chunk of their time to figure out how it is that they will continue to exist. And the exact opposite is true about the oppressed, where most of their time is focused on solely survival. Um, and this is been true. Throughout history, you can look at history. That's the cool thing about history. It's right there for everybody to look at and learn from, but people don't. Um, and this has been true since the dawn of man, like I said. And there has been a conscious understanding of that by the oppressing party. Whether they recognize it as oppressed and oppressor is not necessarily important, but rather they know that they have the power and they know that they have to keep the power. So somewhere along the line, there was a group of people or a person that did it successfully and was then learned from um, that recognized that the easiest way to keep power over a people group that is much, much larger than yourself is by a separation of that people and a disruption of possibilities of solidarity. Um, so you have things like hegemony, which um, I'm not going to go too far into, but um, is a fantastic thing to learn about, wherein the, the power, um, the people within power are able to control those who are not by means of symbols and identity um, without ever really truly laying a finger on anyone necessarily as the way that they keep control, if that sentence made sense. Um, but also a separation of class 
um, and class struggle into uh, a bajillion segmented uh, identity problems, such as race, religion, sexual orientation, uh, gender, um, and socioeconomic background, environment, uh, belief systems, things of that nature. Because if you can convince a mass people group that they cannot come together because of these single layer identifying characteristics, then you no longer have to focus on oppressing them because they will oppress themselves. Um, And that was true. I mean, you had white poor people who owned slaves. You had white poor Christians who, to this day, make attempts to oppress people of other religious practices. You have white cis, uh, cisgender people who make attempts at oppressing uh, trans, non-binary, non-gender conforming people. Uh, you have straight people who are a member of the oppressed class making attempts to oppress members of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and all of this is basically just a machine that fucking runs itself because there's layers of fucking class struggle within the oppressed class that are tangible enough that they remain um, controlling so that these small pockets of struggle are self-propelling for example all right let me try to explain that shit storm of a sentence out um so you got white moderately well off and by moderately well off i mean um able to go to the grocery store more than once a week people in rome new york who last week held a pro-police rally um, at the police department. And then you had an opposite group um, who met them at that rally. Um, And I'm not 100% aware of what happened, but obviously there was some form of conflict. There's going to be, of course. And rather than them both, both recognizing their place in society as the oppressed group, they spend their time fighting with one another on this single-layer problem, which I would like to say is obviously of importance and needs to be eliminated, but is not going to solve the issues that they think it will. Um, And so this propels itself because you always will have the pro-police people arguing with the anti-police people, and never saying, wait a minute, both of us can't afford uh, if we have a medical emergency. Um, and all of this culminates into this idea and understanding that both parties, or really all the parties within the oppressed class, understand and know, which is that they are powerless. And any and all power that they can have over another member of the powerless community, 
gives them the idea and feeling that they have some form of control. And that is comforting enough for them that that is all that they seek. And this all has culminated and brought us to a point in America where we are like actually a practicing fascist state. Um, And this is where I might lose some of you, but I need you to allow me to explain. Um, Fascism, as defined by Wikipedia, is a government style where people are removed from their humanity and placed into a system where they believe that their sole purpose as a person, or really their sole purpose as a citizen, is to the country. It's a hyper-nationalistic government system that takes away individuality as a human being and replaces it with citizenship and necessity to be a quote-unquote good citizen. This is also defined by Wikipedia as a government system that forcibly um, oppresses any and all opposition to the way that that government system is practicing. So the easiest example is literally what's happening right now in this country, which is the government deploying National Guards deploying massive-scale militias, deploying police that are hyper-militarized into peaceful protests, firing tear gas into medic tents, what are called rubber bullets, but are literally less than 30% rubber, quote-unquote, bullets being fired into peaceful protesters. You have acts of violence being committed against peaceful citizens, Um, who are simply protesting a government and a police system that is unjust, um, and they are being met with almost the full-scale power of our country's hyper-militarized police force. That is the exact thing that has happened in just about every other Um, fascist state where the removal of any and all people who oppress that state or oppose that state is their main goal um, to create a conversational discourse that is pro that government. Um, And we're seeing that today. You're seeing, you know, Black Lives Matter activists being found dead. Um, You're seeing uh, any and all real activists going missing, being found dead, being arrested, things of that nature, so that they are losing their ability to voice their opinion. Um, That is fascism. Um, I mean, like, I really don't know what else needs to be said to prove that we live in a fascist state. Other than, like, another key characteristic of every fascist state is the dehumanization of a major people group. So you have the Armenians in Turkey, um, you have Jews in Nazi Germany, and you have people of color, or rather, 
um, if you would like to separate them into their true identities, you have Native Americans, black people, uh, Hispanic people, immigrants, um, and many other people groups who are uh, essentially removed from uh, humanity and civilization as human beings and rather replaced as enemies of the state. Um, and that literally is what fascism does to people who oppose it. So, now, I mean, if you're still fucking listening and you understood what I said and you agree with me, you now know and understand if you didn't already that America is literally a fascist country. Um, so what do we do? What do we do? What the fuck do we do? Do we all just record a fucking podcast in our living room? No. Um, we keep on doing what we're doing now. These Black Lives Matter movements, although they are not at the scale that they could be um, or should be because people shouldn't be in opposition to them, um, they are being useful and they are creating a change in opinion. They're creating a understanding of a widespread problem in this country and they are a good thing but what needs to happen to them is they have to take it a step further and I think that that has started to happen in a lot of places for example and we're going to talk about this really quick before I continue talking about what I was talking about in Portland we just saw yesterday um the interim director of the uh, Homeland Security meet with the mayor of Portland and within the hour tear gas was fired on protesters massive amounts of protesters were removed and arrested and they overtook most of the blocks that these protesters were peacefully protesting on so we have to take it a step further the time for conversation the time for peaceful protest had already, has already happened. We were asking, as Tupac Shakur said in his very important interview, we were asking with the Civil Rights Movement. We were asking with the Black Panthers. We were asking back then. Do you really think we should be continuing to ask now? Do you really think what we want is to ask the second thing that needs to happen is an understanding. We have to come to terms with the fact that America as it exists today is no longer comparable with a true and pure society and should not in any way be supported by anyone who understands that. So you cannot try to fix this problem within the system that exists in America because the system that exists in America is built and put into place to completely eradicate any and all opposition to it. So of course you will not be able to work within those confines to fix that problem because the actual foundation of this country is put into place to make it so that you can't do that. And the final and most important thing that needs to happen within this country to be able to create any 
type of sustainable change is solidarity. That means a complete erasure of segmented issues such as a separation because of race, religion, sexual orientation, gender, um, work, whatever you want to say. And an understanding that you and I, he and her, they and them, and those people over there and us over here are all fighting for the same goddamn thing. And that's to be treated like a fucking human being within our very own country that we are citizens of. Is the Black Lives Matter movement important? 100% and it should fucking continue and it should continue until Black Lives Matter do truly fucking matter or Black Lives do truly matter within this country the same way that White Lives Matter. Um, and that needs to translate and become intersectional. And that's the most important thing that needs to happen. Intersectionality, solidarity, and a coming to terms with the fact that our country as it exists today is no longer acceptable. Thank you to any and all of you that are still listening. Um, I have been Annoying Question Boy. If you like what you heard and would like to hear more, you can find me on Spotify, Outcast, or I'm sorry, Overcast, um, Apple Podcasts, as well as on here at Anchor. Um, if you would like to find me on any and all social media, you can find me at Annoying Question Boy on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, if you have any suggestions, questions, concerns, or topics you would like to hear spoken on, you can um, find me on those social media platforms and message me or you know comment on this post. Um, I also have a blog, which you can find on Blogger, um, which is also called Annoying Question Boy. Um, yeah, it, if, yeah, I mean, that's really fucking it. Um, <laughs> uh, as always, it has been your boy, Annoying Question Boy. I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy um, and continuing to fight the good fight. Uh, rock and roll, motherfuckers.